It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour. A cocktail fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar, today we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Fritz Street. Andrew, what's wrong? I was just checking it's, to see if that speaker was on. Oh, is it on? I don't think so. No, it's not working? I don't... I, is I, it I working, Allison? Oh, it is. Allison okay, says yeah, it sorry, is. Yeah. yeah, okay, good news. The checking. equipment's all working. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's the first right there. Hey, what about Wayfair, Andrew? Yeah. It's a restaurant and a bar that serves handcrafted food and spirits where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass to have a three-hour happy hour here every day from four to seven. Does that include the weekends? Yes. And on the weekends, they also have fabulous I, I, brunch. I don't know. I just wanted to answer well, you. Well, it's probably right. They have a brunch from, uh, I don't know what time is brunch. 11 brunch till uh, 9, 10, 10 12, 11. 16. Let's say 11. 11 till 16 10. on, uh, 11. on Saturday and Sunday. Wayfair is on Ferret Street just by Napoleon. You can almost get here and get a parking space. You can. I, if you I, like I, it. You I got feel right like through. you usually can, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So that's Andrew Duhon, who's back for well, week four in a row, which is a total new indoor record. This is and a, welcome to Happy Hour. I'm joined by an, a stellar collection of people here today, which is a little intimidating, I have to tell you. And I was looking at this list of people that Graham invited, and I'm like, why does Graham keep on inviting these like intimidating people? Then I realized yeah. that everyone's doing something better than us. Mm-hmm. We're the only people who are like, not doing anything. Yeah. Riddell Hearn, for example, it's her birthday today. No oh, kidding. Happy birthday, happy happy birthday, birthday. Riddell. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's the chance of you telling us how old you are? Should we just back off that immediately? Oh, no, I'm 52. 52? Wow. Come on. That's you look great. Yeah. Thank you. Feel great. You, what are you supposed to look like at 52? Happy to happy. be here. Really? Yeah. Still alive? Yes, You've got a great story to tell us. When you've been on the show before, I'm so amazed that you came back. Oh, I had a great time. God, yeah. see, I just misread that completely. Yeah, you yeah. did. Who did you meet last time? Uh, <laughs> They're so wonderful, we can't I remember who you. they were. <laughs> right. I, you couldn't get any more wonderful than me and Andrew. Uh, we're also joined by Rick Montgomery, who's, listen to this, Rick Montgomery's a scientist. Whoa. Right there, we've got a problem. What does that mean? Well, he's at works in advanced polymer monitoring technologies. Oh, that's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> math surpri- is hard. That's what, I was yeah. doing that actually a couple of weeks ago. Math. Math, is it math? It's math or something. Oh, no, maths. it wasn't that. No, no, no. Maths. You're from New Zealand. I'm from New Zealand, yes. Know. That's what they say. You have spent some time in New Zealand, I see. Uh, it's been nine months down there. Nine months, that's plenty. In Christchurch. Move, move closer, in a little bit. Yeah, closer. so we can hear you. Uh, yeah, I was in um, Christchurch shortly after uh, shortly after the earthquakes in oh, 2011. So it was, um, I showed up after the big one, but then I was there for the one before You Christmas. must have been. Oh, you were there for one of them. Well, for they had 4,000 like or something. Right? Yeah, it was a lot of them. Yeah. So oh, I got, but I got, a, I got a big one. I got two big ones in a row. Or decent sized ones, yeah. Wow. So, were you scared? Um, I realized that like I was in control. I was not in control of like my bodily reactions. I'm mean, not not knowing really? that kind okay, of way. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> already. But, what happened? Um, no, it was just that um, a- afterwards, especially it was like in places where earthquakes don't happen, and right. a truck would pass out front, and my heart would start racing, and and so I got to see um, kind of like how crazy it was that my flatmates who did live who were from New Zealand how flatmates you picked that up pretty yeah, quick yeah. they um they were really like distressed whenever they continued when 4,000 earthquakes continued to happen because they and lived there permanently yeah, so they yeah. were, everyone had PTSD I assume like we did it's it's pretty wild it's yeah. like not I can't calm myself down that's just a truck I'm not in a part of the world that has earthquakes but I'm like tensed up so it's some weird weird things well if on. you think that's dangerous wait to hear what Riddell's been up to John Lacey is here as well who's uh, the lead singer, I meant lead singer, leader of Delta Funk. 
I can't fire myself from the band. I'm trying. It just doesn't work. Mm. Really? <laughs> have, you try, have you tried but how to fire yourself? Have, have. You got, have you got hooked on drugs and alcohol? Most of it. Most of it. Okay, that's good. Because I see it says here on your uh, bio. It says something like, if you're, if you're fucked up and uh, drunk down on Frenchman Street, drop by. Or we caused it. <laughs> Where yeah. are you playing on Frenchman Street? Mostly? We play every place you can play, but we usually do Sundays and Tuesdays at Cafe Negril and every other room up and down that block. Right. You that just room, that room's on. been paying my rent for 10 years now. So. <laughs> Lucky that it's gone sort of crazy down yeah, there on Frenchman. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be on Bourbon Street and you'd hate that. Oh, I'd make it work. Yeah? Yeah. So what do you call... What, it says your band's called Delta Funk. Did you make that up or is yeah. there actually... Were you? Yeah, I just figured, you know, Delta Blues, funky right. shit, you know, kind of amalgamate it and... Otherwise, it would be blue as shit. Yeah, it would be. You know, yeah, there's, there's enough blue shit out yeah, there. Right. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, cool. Your music is like real old school New Orleans. A little it's bit like back to the. It's kind of roots, but not in a sort of. It's in a, like almost, and I hate to say this because it's like almost in a sort of show band way, you know. Yeah, I, I dig that. Yeah, show business, right? Show biz. Yeah, what the no, hell? It's like yeah. it's like a big band, sort of old fashioned horns and tight, tight, tight funk. Yeah, it's not just some sort of bullshit like. You know, I don't. Well, should I mention the name of the band? Yeah, probably, go for probably it, not. Please. It's not some sort of bullshit. I can't really say that because these guys have been on. You know, that's, write it down. Write it down. I gotta know. <laughs> people just get fucked up on pot, basically, and they get on stage and play this bullshit. You yeah. know, noodling music, going back I, to Grateful Dead. You're gonna say, yeah, uh, I smell. You know who I'm talking about. I know totally who you're and talking they, about. And they get so famous and they make so much money, and and it's just bullshit. Yeah, I really. feel you. I feel you totally. Do you agree with me? I absolutely. Yeah, do. where you guys are playing an actual music that's. That's arranged and tight and fun and you yeah. get your money's worth. That's it. That's it. And we do mostly originals in a in a world that doesn't necessarily allow that shit. So I don't know if that was a compliment, Grant, because you said you, you get what? your money's worth, but it's free to get in the grill. So that's not really. <laughs> but it costs a lot to get out. That's the thing. Yeah, you, we'll, we'll let you in free, but your ass ain't leaving without spending there's, some money. There's no cover. <laughs> no cover. So you actually get paid. Yeah. They make th- they actually make enough we money. We make enough money to stay there. Mm. That is nice. I think we played till three in the morning last night. Really? Yeah. So what time so. do you get up normally? Depends. I got kids, so it's you know You have kids yeah. and you're playing till three in the morning. Yeah. Are they on the same schedule as you? The no, kids. They're, 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 <laughs> the kids are, you know, you know, they're they're making their own cash. You know. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Can you put them in the band? I will. Are they old enough? Eventually. How old are they? Ten and sixteen. Two oh, sixteen is plenty old enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Both girls, did you say? Yes, sir. Can they sing? Yeah, you know. Okay, so there's like a backup for right for start. One plays drums, one plays bass. You know, so wow. So you can fire two people, mm-hmm. and right. you keep half their money because they're your kids. There it is. And they're underage, so they can't be paid. The same. That's right. This is working out great. Let's see. Hey, you want to play something? Should we just change it up yeah, completely? Let's, do it. let's just mm-hmm. play something, and then yeah. And then I want to, you know, we, we're going to get Riddell to tell us where she's been, which you're not going to believe this at all. Well, how about if we all just hang out, right? And you guys just do one okay. of these. Up and down from your toes to your 
your nose Ooh, now back could be my jelly roll I know three languages, English, music, and love But when I'm with your girl, I get to speaking in tongues Like ooh, my lock a ching lock a day You put a lot of sweat clean across my brow The Lord done blessed my eyes with your view This, uh, I love this thing that says in your bio here in Louisiana. I learned to play with soul and not think about what I learned everywhere else. That's it. That's the key to the whole thing, right there, isn't it? Yeah. I like it. Very nice. Ooh, hey, nice. so um, is that on your new record or not? That's on one of my oldest records. Oldest, but we still play that song every freaking night. <laughs> yeah. So. There's a new record that's come out as well called "Shut the Front Door," which is uh, available where all good music is yeah, streamed and stolen. New. I assume you yep, can yep. steal it off Spotify and yeah, do whatever you want. No problem. Okay, good. I don't care know. anymore. Just steal the stuff. Yeah. When I'm not looking while we're on stage, come rob our merch booth. It doesn't matter. Just, just, just hear the music. No, you don't want to say that because there's any other way to make money except selling merch and yeah. CDs at the gig. That's it. I mean, that's it, right? So. Yeah. Well, if you want to technically get it, Louisiana Red Hot Records, who have been really awesome. Yay. Very nice. Okay. Local record label actually helping. Right. You drunk, actually have drunk a, ass musicians you out. have an actual record deal yeah. with a local record label. Yeah. A two-album deal. Who would have thunk it? Really? And what number is this one? This is number one. Okay. Yeah. And how long have you been signed to them for? Uh, we signed during Jazz Fest, last Jazz Fest. Oh, so, so just recently? Yeah. So what have they done for you so far? Do you have a bus and... We, we have a bus. You know, coffee mugs and baseball caps. Better cocaine. It's great. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Who gets the cocaine for you at the... Uh, 
You do, bro. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't want to put a good word. What's the name of the record label? Uh, Louisiana Red, Red Hot, Hot Records. And who is that? Is that? Um, well, Harris Ray, God bless him, one of the greatest people in the world. You know, and they got a lot of great acts. Dumpster Funk's on there. Uh, who else is on there? Honey Island Swamp Band. Uh, so some guys, kick-ass bands. Yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. All right, They've okay. been rocking it. Well, that's cool. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Hey, cool. Yeah. Nice. You know? And they got you booked on Happy House, so how can you do any better than that? Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wait till you hear what Riddell's been doing, though. Can you say musologist? Anybody here? Mute. Mute. Hey, hey, last mute. time Riddell was here, it took us about an hour to get this right. Musologist is a person who runs museums. Uh, it's a person something. who writes about museums, uh, conducts research, teaches, all things museums, from how they operate to visitors to history. Everything. Right. So I never really connected uh, muse to museum before. So when you said musology, I was thinking like you studied muses, like the, like uh-huh. the, you know, the muses that mm-hmm. create art. But then museums are the place, the storehouse for, I never, I don't know. Just for inspiration. Hit me. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Inspiration that's turned into a real object. Yeah. Well, what is a museum? That's a good question. What is a museum? Thank you. Well, there, I was you know, there's you things. <laughs> well, there, there th- things have changed. I mean, how the model that we use in the U.S. comes from a Western model that's a collection. And, and it actually was a collection of oddities, but then it's a collection of um, treasures. It could be a collection of just personal interests, that sort of thing. Um, I recently worked with three different museums. That one was a historical, uh, one was a historical space place. Um, another is a children's museum that didn't have a collection. That's all about interpreting how children see the community that they're in and their culture through play. So there's a lot of different ways that you know museums change as culture changes, and as so if you think about how we are in the U.S. today as as, as a country, as a culture, then you can see that you know reflected in museums. There are how, pop-up how, museums, well, there are virtual are museums. How are we as a culture? I'd love to know the answer to that. Uh, I'm going to keep it on the uh, museum slide because there's a little, uh, in terms <laughs> well, of mu- in it. terms of museums, our interest in technology, um, our interests in um, virtual. Things you know, there are virtual museums, there are temporary museums, there. Are, so it, it's it's a it's a very vast field. It's kind of hard even in the field to narrow narrow it down. Okay, I'm not taking the cultural beat. Are there <laughs> I know what happened well, last time. If that's, <laughs> if that's what it is, oh, we've got a, we've got miles to go on that subject. Are there, are there museums of museums? Is that a thing? Ooh. Like that's a collection a, of museums. That's a great. Co- I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. a great idea. A museum of museums. I mean, that also plays. He's, he's a scientist. <laughs> he's a scientist. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. John. Yeah. They think it out of the box. Yeah. These scientists, they are. See, it's 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 just one box. It's just the meta box. It's, it's the same, <laughs> it's same so, question I do for everything. That's true. So that's part of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. So what would a museum of museums look like? It would save you going to all the damn museums in the world. It probably looks a lot like the World Wide Web. Ah, you know, Disneyland. I was just going to say the internet is the is the museum of museums. Disneyland, because ah. you can visit all museums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can just like Google Street View and then walk through mm-hmm. museums. So. All right, you guys are way smarter. What's this internet thing you speak of? <laughs> well, you have to you wake have to have up with a cell phone first. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have a phone here. That's funny. Yeah, I got a carrier pigeon, man. He takes yeah, care of all my okay. shit. It's all great. <laughs> hey, what the hell are we talking about? A museum. Riddell. Isn't, isn't Disneyland a museum of museums? It's got Small World or whatever it's got. Museum Epcot of the World. Museum of Cultures. Yeah. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. We could, um, I don't know. You got yes. me on that one. It's a museum. I got you of already. Museums, yeah. He's What's got a very birthday, large so duck with a shirt and no pants on, which freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there, there is you go. That. That's an oddity. <laughs> that's that big-ass duck walking around with no pants on. What the hell's wrong with him? Donald Duck has no pants. That's right. Yeah. He's Donald Duckin'. 
Yep. Well, mm -hmm. then, you know, but that's how museums started in the U.S., the whole House of Curiosities. So there you go. Oh, there you go. A duck with, with a first, shirt and no pants. What was the first yeah. museum in the U.S.? The Donald Duck Museum. <laughs> No, You've only got 10 seconds to answer that, Rebel. I was I'm moving on. Yeah, move on. You don't know what the first museum is in the US, and you're an expert on museums. Yeah, you got me. What was the second one? What was the sort of one that's. No, like, no, no, no. That's not what. Famous? No, no, it's no, your no, birthday. No, Leave her alone, man. Right? What's wrong with you? What Come is on. the most. Well, I thought it was his happy hour. I'm not <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, I want to talk I about. <laughs> I want to talk about Egypt. Because I think that's incredible. Because you don't realize what's going on here, but I, ha I happen to have the info in front of me. Riddell, it says here, this past summer was awarded a Fulbright Specialist Grant. Mm -hmm. yeah. Requested by the U.S. Embassy and hosted by the West African Research Center to spend six weeks in Dakar, Senegal, working with the three museums and so on. That's pretty wow. damn. So you're a Fulbright scholar. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. That's you see what I mean by intimidated, Andrew? Yeah, like, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Well, and yeah, then there's scientists and, over here. you know, Delta Blues people make up their own genre of music and then there's you and me. So <laughs> how did you get a Fulbright? Do you know somebody? Uh, no, actually, there was a specific request for a museum scholar in the U.S. Right. And so my, it just happened, I mean, I lined up with specifically what they were looking for, somebody who actually teaches museum studies at a, at a, at a U.S. Um, university. I teach at Johns Hopkins in a graduate program in museum studies. From New Orleans? Um, mm -hmm. I'm based in New Orleans, but I don't work in New Orleans. I just, I live in New Orleans. So how do you swing that? You're online. I'm online. Concord Jet. She Go owns on. one. There's I'm no Concord. Concord's been gone for years. Now they have the internet. What? <laughs> Look at that. The internet. Google it. Yeah. But yeah, so, so I'm online and then if I work with clients, I'm on ground, I'm consulting. So I'm either on the road or So you online. live in New Orleans and you teach a class at Johns Hopkins mm -hmm. and you never have to go to Baltimore. Right. Wow. Jeez, you got a good agent. Yes. And I actually Cut. just joined an, uh, another university, um, United States Sports Academy, teaching museums about um, art and sports. I'm actually a big sports fan, so it's, it's a really great thing for me awesome. to be able to talk wow. about sports and developing a course on football and culture. So. Cool. Okay, awesome. that's insane. You're, you're working at a museum in where? I'm, it's another where's teaching. The, where's the sports museum? At? It's in Daphne, Alabama. Daphne, Daphne. Alabama. Yeah, I know where Daphne, Daphne know. Alabama. We all know where Daphne so Alabama is. So next time you go through, right when you come over the bridge. That's where we go to the bathroom. Right. Well, when right on the way to the beach. <laughs> well, go south and then and stop by the. They have a great collection there. Actually, they have an art museum there huh. on campus. Daphne, Alabama. Yes. If you listen to this show and you're not any, don't live anywhere around here, that's a little town in Alabama, which is just what it sounds like. It is in Alabama, right across the border from Mississippi, I guess. From Mobile. From Mobile. Right. From Mobile. Yeah. 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 Right you get to Mobile. Fairhope. Yeah, and it's there's bad. pretty much yeah. nothing there except well, I found a it Panera Bread. And well, there's a sign on the, on the road for the museum, and so I just saw a sign that said museum, so of course I just followed the sign. You pulled off. Where, where were you heading to at the time? I was actually heading to work with a client <laughs> right above... <laughs> Yeah, I played tambourine um, <laughs> right above uh, Tallahassee. So I was going to meet with some museum, uh, the museum client, and um, saw the sign driving. and detoured. Like I was driving. driving. Yes, and so what I. What sort of car do you have? Uh, it was a rental because oh. I don't have a car. I ride a bike. You ride a bike and you don't have a car. Where you rent from, Enterprise? Uh, no, on that particular trip, I rent it from Budget. Budget. Okay. <laughs> what, are they sponsors? Are, they buying, are they buying my next beer? No, but beer? They, they come the pick fuck? you up. So brought to you by Budget. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you'd probably rent from Enterprise because they come pick you up. Oh, you okay. Car. No. This bus is okay. sponsored by Budget. budget. So yeah. you're driving your Budget rental car along the I-10 East, mm -hmm. and you pass the site, Daphne, Alabama, that says Sports Museum. Right. I would drive right past that even if I was a professional museologist, thinking that I've got a Fulbright scholarship and I'm not going to waste my time going to goddamn Daphne, Alabama. Well, so I saw the sign that said museum. It's yeah. hard to pass a sign that says museum. So really. I went and uh, ended up coming back and 
um, ask him well, about an idea that I had to Well, tell us what it was like course. when you walked into the museum. What's there? Um, it's a, it's a, they have a really extensive collection. It's, so it's art in sports. So images of um, uh, different sporting events in art or artists that, you know, that are um, sports athletes. I know that what are sports artists, is. That sort of so somebody's <laughs> painting someone running or something? It's a collection of different things. And what so are they? it's um, everything from actual sculptures. They have some amazing sculpture in their parking lot, which are, you know, these like, 20-foot sculptures of football play, of a football player, a gymnast, basketball player. It's really actually worth definitely coming off the highway to just to see that, even if you don't That's just the parking lot, so you don't have to spend the 15 bucks or anything to get in. How much is it? You don't have to, actually, you don't have to pay to go in. Okay. Yeah. So what's in there, then? Are like paintings and photos? Or Memorabilia? What? All kinds of things. Paintings, sculpture, like I said, there's even okay, smaller so sculpture inside. There's watercolors. There's all different mediums for, for um, creating art. So what kind of person is painting, like, you know, a football player, for example? Football players. Okay. Other football yeah, players. It's, it's like so have you ever heard of Leroy athletes, Neiman? Right? Have you heard of Leroy Neiman, one of the great contemporary mm-hmm. artists in the U.S.? That was, John, that was Dr. Spock, all right? Of, uh, <laughs> Wasn't that Dr. Spock? <laughs> See? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, that I was a side him. gig. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he, he painted well athletes. Prosper. Okay, so this place in Daphne, Alabama, can afford to buy paintings by Leroy Neiman, which can't be cheap. I'm giving Leroy Neiman as an example <laughs> of <laughs> artists. It's all different. Oh, they don't have any Leroy Neimans at the Daphne, Alabama Museum, is what you're saying. It's not. It's the university, and the university has an art collection. Mm. Okay. People down there now love their football, though, dude. So, you know, they're going to... If they have a minute to not, and football's not on, they're going to do something to express themselves through football. And it's sketch of so they're probably going to, yeah. Is there a Drew Brees mm-hmm. portrait in there? Well, there's a, uh, no, well, this is, this is U.S. This is not just, it's not regional. It's right. representative of the U.S. So okay. there's also, so that, for example, there's an artist in there from Spain who has created paintings for different Olympics. So he, you know, created the artwork for the so Olympics this is in Atlanta. So an international museum. Um, it's U.S. in terms of, uh, it's a uni- United States University. United States Sports Academy is the name. So it represents the U.S., but they also have a lot of dealings or relationships internationally. And I'm new. Like I said, I just joined the faculty in September. So, so what do you, do you and you're teaching at the University of, what's it called? United States Sports Academy. United States Sports Academy in Daphne, Alabama. That's a mysterious thing. And is it a well-paid gig or what? Uh, should be, yeah. Should be good. So they, <laughs> it will be. So they got a whole bunch of money down there in Daphne. That's what's just so amazing. It's just a small sport. town. Keep the word sport sports. in mind. Sports. But sports. they don't even have a, a sports team in the whole of Alabama. Do they have like a professional sports team? Not mm-hmm. professional. They well, they have the, college they sports, they got obviously. The Bay Bears. The, well, Bay, who? the Bay Bears. I think. The Bay Bears. Yeah, that's like their hockey, I don't know, foosball team. It's their foosball team. <laughs> yeah, they have a professional foosball they franchise. A, okay. But they don't, do they just have college sports, right? We all know mm-hmm. the f- famous Alabama college sports, of course. Right. But they don't even have, so why, I mean, I don't, I'm, let's not go on about it. That's no, strange. Why the hell would they put build a goddamn sports museum in Daphne, Alabama? It's like we have the World War II Museum in New Orleans. It's crazy enough. No, It's the no, university, no. not It makes the sense because the Higgins boats were okay. created down here. Okay, so all right, given that that's a connection, then what's the connection with Daphne, Alabama and mm-hmm. any kind of sport? Potheads. Okay, so a lot of pot, Daphne, Alabama. Is that right? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of weed growing no. up. Hell yeah. You're not touching it. <laughs> Could you bring us some back when you go down? Do you have to go there, or can you do that online as it's well? It's online. Hmm. The pod. The pod. Yeah, yeah. You can't get <laughs> a, you you know get a contact you dial. You've got to go for the pod, but the Okay, so this is, is another great gig. This is awesome. <laughs> you need to drive around the country a little bit more. Imagine what else you could drive past. I do drive around quite a bit. 
but yeah. Well, have you driven in? This is a pretty serendipitous uh, stop on the highway, though, this one. Oh, it actually was, because I popped a tire looking at the, um, <laughs> looking at the uh, sculptures, <laughs> so I had to sit for three hours and wait for a charger. So in that time, I was sitting there thinking, going, you know what? I have this strong interest in um, football as culture. Mm -hmm. And so that whole thing about sitting there in, uh, you know, a course on museums and football. And I visited, you know, different stadiums, their museums, because that's actually a growing trend. So, yeah, it was very serendipitous because that three hours while I was waiting, we came up with a really good idea. This was the good idea. Yeah. I should teach the nexus of sports and Mm -hmm. the museum. What is the name of the course? Uh, this well, I don't have the name for the one that, because I'm developing the one that uh, the well, idea, but the, the other right one people. is art and uh, art and sport is the one I'm currently teaching. Art and sport, mm-hmm. and they and they have a whole art institute at this university, but they didn't think about having no, an no, art no, and no, sport no. class. It's, the, it's all okay, about who's sports. Who's texting you? It's all about sports. It's friend here. It's um, <laughs> birthday wishes. Oh, it's yeah. about sports. They have an art collection, and the art collection has grown. And so that's, the, that's how the art and the sport came together. But it's all about sports, people that are going into the sports profession, trainers, uh, people that are doing stats, uh, okay. people that are writing. Yeah. The okay. art part is just a very, very tiny part of it. The art part. So yes. you mostly teach. Oh, man, this is just, I'm confused. Have you guys understood any of this, Andrew? Can you help me out? I, I'm going to take a shot. It could be wrong. Were you just explaining that the sports part is the student part, as in the students are often into the sports, and you are delivering art to people who are more in the sports domain? No. I no. Ah, you know, it, it's, it's the oh, let's ask the scientist. Yeah, I, I Rick, have you I got, got it? it. Yeah. What so, goes on? Look, so you've got some sort of green stone around your neck from New yeah, Zealand as well. Yeah, Adzi. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's a sports academy. That's good luck, or is that satanic? It's satanic luck. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, uh, yes. Yeah, that's kind of luck. It's the <laughs> strength and defense. Okay, so you can so, explain to yeah, us yeah, what so Riddell is doing. It's a sports, giant. sports academy, so there are kinesiologists and different, you know, and so it's science around, or like academics around sports, and then just like they're at normal normal universities, not at other universities, they have art departments. There is a small art department that's associated with the sports academy. Isn't and that kind of what I was faculty. saying? Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I thought too. One okay, that's, Actually, all right. He, he, everything except for, there's one course. That's the there's only, only one, course. It's just one course. She's the only teacher of the one course. But he's, he's, that's it. He's, he's, it's that yeah. small of a portion of it. Yeah. That's okay. art related. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, how many kids do you think will be in this class? Uh, it'll depend. Sounds like an easy A. Uh, not through me. I'm not an easy A kind of professor. No? No. Yeah. Come on. John, even you could do this course, I think. Yeah, I could. I think you could probably kill this one. I'm totally down with that one. I'm doing it. Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's, uh, people say that about museums. You know, museum studies professor first and foremost. So, um, yeah, I have a PhD with a Do you have a PhD already? Yes, I do. And And it wasn't an easy A, so, yeah. Museums, I don't know. That sounds like pretty difficult. I can't even figure out what goes on. In a museum. Well, you have a PhD as well, right? Yeah, that's right. Doctor, two PhDs at the table here. You should what's, be intimidated. What's, we are intimidated. What's your PhD in, Rick? I have a PhD in physics. In physics? That yeah, actually, from hard. the University of Oregon, where we're the ducks. So I'm used to pantsless ducks. Well, see that? Yeah, see? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. rad. And you come from Lafayette originally. Yeah, I grew up in Lafayette. I gotta say that. How did you get from Lafayette <laughs> to heck getting a PhD in physics? That doesn't seem like a very typical track yeah uh i was actually i was i was kind of weird i was also homeschooled um from like third grade to eighth grade and then so i got into computers while i was staying at home because there's not much else to do who's teaching you at home 
uh, I taught myself mostly. I mean, my mom. No, I'm going to my mom. Prime school me. means self-taught. I uh, can. It also means that your, your parents are your teacher. But I was kind of like. What I was, made your I was parents curious. think that you should be homeschooled? We you like a difficult kid or something? My, my, no, my sister. Right. You, yeah. you know the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was actually a religious thing. It was a, uh, a decision to. Religious. Yeah. Um, and it's there was a transition. It's taken us a long time to get to religion. But yeah. we finally got there now. We're 25 minutes in. Yeah. Which oh, religion like, are we to? We usually like to get to it like early on. Assembly of God was Assembly the, of God. Yeah. It was the, the crazy was we grew up in. Which God? That one. The God. No, yeah, but now now I'm like kind of coming back to religion in an entirely different way. Mm-hmm. Um, not, the, not the same God, but the same God. Well, let's because it's all the same God, right? <laughs> like that's, the, yeah. that's the trick. I don't know. He's that's the trick. Yeah, how would we know that? Right. Riddell, yeah. is it? It's your birthday. Is it the same God? Uh, it, yes. How do we know that? How can you be so sure about that? Oh, well, I believe in God. Just the one? Yes. Okay, so there's only one. But I don't You're referencing the insane, same thing. Isn't it? There yeah. is insane that yeah. we would all have the same But God, I don't believe in God as an entity. I mean, like something separate yeah. and separate from me. I believe in God as, as a part of me. Yeah. So yeah. I believe part of you. Yes. As a okay. fellow doctor, I agree with her. I concur. Okay. So you started off in the assembly of God. What do they believe, the assemblymen? They're evangelical um, Protestant. So they speak in tongues, and uh, yeah. So I grew up like speaking in tongues, and so glossolalia is the academic term for that. Glossolalia is the academic term. I think we have to write that down, Chris. Also spoke in tongues. Glossolalia. Oh my God! Uh, I'll need a few more drinks. The show is not called glossolalia. Good spelling, bro. Is that spell right? I don't know. You would have. I bet that's right. I mean, how many ways could they spell? Is that right, Doctor Glossolalia? G L O S S A. G L O. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was G L O. Glossolalia. Yeah. Or like glossary. Yeah, it's tongue. Glot, like glot is right. the tongue. So it's, okay. um, it's like a confusion of the tongue. So. so speaking in tongues, is that, does anyone believe that's real? Yeah. They do? Yeah. And there's, so there's like different gifts. So some people can speak in tongues and some people can understand oh, tongues. Oh, no, really? And then there's like the gift of happiness and laughter. And so, well, it's like, to, so when you walk into one of those down. churches okay, yeah. Yeah, and you see people like going into fits of hysteria, other the people the members of that church think that it's like they were given the gift of laughter and so they're like under i mean not in a different language it'd be a spell but it's like a you know you're you're partaking and and given the gift of laughter so some people are given the gift of speaking in tongues which is speaking a foreign language they don't understand themselves no yeah and other people are given the gift of so it's like almost like an insane asylum yeah there's people (laughs) there's people laughing at nothing but so is the world well, there is that. I mean, there's so people. You you're coming back to it. Are you coming back as a practitioner? Or are you coming back? So, I, yeah, I like I, I distance myself. I mean, in the pursuit of science, I was like, I had a friend who was like, you can't you can't be as smart as you are and not know exactly what you think about God. I'm not saying that you can't believe in God, but you need to be able to tell me not that you just believe in God. But what do you believe in? And so I started um, thinking about that and I eventually came to the conclusion that like my communion my, my, my form of communion is in conversation with people this is religion for me right and so um, I believe that I you know could be like a brain in a box right there's like there's, there's a possibility that I'm the only thing that exists I understand that but then I choose to believe that you are all also existing Thanks, and then bro. the language <laughs> through language Andrew and I share space and there's some overlap of Venn diagram of, um, of community where whenever I say words, he understands them. And so then there's, there's actually a communion there, and that's my spirituality. Mm. Um, well, that's pretty low bar to spirituality. 
very easy to deal with. Pretty much, because, you yeah. know, yeah. you could talk to some completely fucked up bum on the street, he can understand you fine. Oh, yeah, he's God, too. He's God, too, okay. Right. All right. And you believe that, too, Riddell, right? We're all God, or just you, not just well, you. Well, I do, because that's something that, that's a title that you put on somebody, you know? You said fucked up bum on the street. They know that's a title, because he could turn the corner, and it could be somebody's husband, it could be somebody's father. Those are all titles we put on people. I mean, mm. I'm coming from... Well, do you think you husband know? is worse than fucked up bum on the street or the other way around? Uh, depends on how the husband is. <laughs> 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 that could be equal. I just got to interject. It's rad. It, it only took us 33 minutes to get her to curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always on, yeah. <laughs> but, so the idea is that everyone is equal then and the spirituality lives in all of us and all we have to do is communicate with each other yeah. to express it. Yeah, well, that's I mean, kind of what you're saying, Rodell. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, but I would also say that the, um, but it's not always verbal, and I, I, don't, I think verbal ah. is secondary to how we communicate. Oh, well, yeah. So I mean, I don't think that, um, yeah, that language is the only way to communicate. I mean, any of y'all listen yeah. to Frank Zappa? Sure. Anybody? So, yes. The Sorry church, for the, the radio listeners. I, I just told Andrew to fuck off. So. <laughs> the, the Church of Appliantology. That's that, that's uh, the Appliantology. Appliantology. The plants told you yeah. that's Frank Zappa. Yeah, look it up. It's really sure. awesome. Yeah. What are we gonna look it up on? We don't have. You don't, have, you don't even have a, <laughs> the library. Stupid. Oh, the library. Yeah. Is it in the library? It's, it's on the microfiche machine. You know, go to the microfiche okay. machine. The library. That's two R's. That's right. So, what age did you get to, Rick, before you told your parents this is ridiculous? I don't want to go to this <laughs> speaking in tongues anymore, and I don't believe in this crap. Well, we stopped. I mean, we stopped going to church when I was about thirteen. We started doing like Bible studies around that time. And then it was, it was 21. I was 21 before I told my parents I didn't believe. And Do you have cried. brothers and sisters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, cried. My sister was really, really concerned with my, like, you know, eternal well-being. Mm. Um, my mom cried. I told her, don't worry, Dad will explain it. And then realized I was, like, partaking in this very, like, uh, you know, paternal, like, um, strict father morality. So, I've, yeah, I've come a long way since, and I've been trying to... I talk to my mom now. I don't tell her. <laughs> Damn, hey, bro. Dad's just going to sort it out for you. No, you made your mama mad. cry, man. What's wrong yeah, with you, man? Well. Damn. So they, yeah. they brought you up believing all of this, and they still believe it. They, so my parents, are, so I had, had a, a parent from you know, Cajun country. So I had a, um, a godfather who would, we'd sit around when I was a little kid and talk about the Kabbalah, like Jewish mysticism, and, and how that related to the type of Christianity that we believed in. And so... We'd stay well, up late, do, like, listening to this. Um, well, I mean, so, again, in, like, the sense that, you know, Christianity is a branch off of Judaism. And so, my, I mean, I had this really awesome conversation with my dad a couple of weeks ago about that God is not all good. God is all. God is not all good. Now, we're hey, God. there's a microphone on this table over here if anybody wants to chip in at any, at any of this, by the way. You know who should? Uh, the lady that, that, that just ate that? all that hot sauce. You should saw the look in your someone's, face when you ate that hot sauce. Someone's that was, eating yeah. hot sauce over yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Straight it's, out of the bottle? I saw her, yeah. She was, really? main, she was mainlining okay, well, that shit. Just grab the microphone anytime you want if you hear it. Well, okay, Crystal. Here's what I'd like to know. If God is not all good, what are we accepting? Wait, wait, let me lock. Oh, oh Poppy. Jesus Christ. Wait, okay. wait. Ah. Wait. Um, here's what I'd like to know. <laughs> yeah, we can hear that. If God is not all good, then what are some acceptable examples of when he is bad? Oh, so I mean, it's 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 in the sense that nice nice question. It's it's in the sense that not not that um, that God is all, that God is omni everything, and so any bad that happens in the world is also just a reflection of the reality of the world. 
Right. Is this what the assembly of God believes, no. or this is what you believe? This is what I believe. So you've lumped God and Satan together. We're back to Satan again. Yeah. 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 So oh, that's actually not, yeah, so Gnosticism. There's a really interesting idea in Gnosticism. This is what happens when you get to be like a super brainiac. Is that. And you um, like can just yeah. supersede all the sort of boundaries. Well, you take a step back. You take You're that, like the that guy with the step. museum of museums, and now we've yeah. combined. The same brain has combined God and the devil. I don't believe anyone's ever done that. Have they, Poppy? Yeah, well, back you know, in the- I'm fascinated by this concept of folding them into the two and one being. Because. You haven't really combined God and Satan, have you? What what is it when in your own? A, I, I mean, having come did. from that background, I'm a Catholic. You know, there's a lot of baggage there, so I can relate. Right. But as an adult and as a super brainiac, as Grant just described you, what does that really mean in your life today? Okay. Wow. I agree. Okay. I nice. agree with Wait, before you answer, does that? Dell agrees that there's only one. No, I, yeah, I agree first. with him. I don't think that there's. Sep- I don't think there's a separation. I don't think there's a separation. I don't think there's and good there's and there's bad. I believe there is, mm-hmm. and it's, if you're coming from that perspective of that there is, then there's no need to title one as good or title one as bad because the experience passes. If we have this experience in this conversation today. Um, I could say, I can finish this and say, this is great, this is wonderful, best experience. 24 hours later, it's an experience that happened yesterday. Riddell's flat tire, right? Riddell's flat right. tire at the sports academy got her a job. She was had to sit there for three hours, and now she's a professor at the U.S. Sports Academy. So, it, But then she chose to look at this possibly negative thing. There's a thing. huge difference between something that's sort of bad luck that happens in your life, like your car going bad and, and so. someone Which, killing your sister. I can give you one of, uh, that includes museums. Um, when I was in Dakar okay. this summer, the, one of the museums that I worked with was the um, House of Slaves, Maison d'Esclaves. There's a, uh, house of, a door, what they call Door of No Return. The story, some people say it's a narrative, but some people say the place was actual. But the story is that when people were transporting people from Africa, um, they were collecting from all over the continent. This was a, depart- a place of departure. So you would come, you come to the end, that's where the small boats were that took you off to the ships that were offshore to take you to disperse throughout the Americas. My first experience there 10 years ago was very emotionally, very, you know, I cried a lot. I was, you know, very, it was overwhelming for my sister and myself. When I came back this summer and I was there at, in a professional capacity to work with the museum, they were one of my clients there, it was a very empowering experience mm. because what I left with was the humanity that left the shores. It wasn't about the torture. It wasn't about all of the bad things or the evil. It was about the beauty that came from that, the people that survived, the people that, that thrived, um, you know, the lives that were lost so that other lives, you know, other people could live. So it's, it was a, you know, a difference of how I looked at it. I mean, I could have come, folded my arms and said, you know, white people are the devil because they traded human cargo. And, and I could be, pro- I mean, I'm a product of that or could be a product of that. Well, this is the weird you know, thing about But I look at it as being very empowering, very spiritually um, enlightening. Yes, I concur. Well, I mean, so <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, so it has a lot to do with how you look at the world. I mean, there's the only thing that you get to do in the world is choose how you view things, right? And so if there's going to be any, um, any, any, I, like, the only thing that you can do is, is basically accept you can choose to accept the world as it is. And you look at what seems like evil in somebody else's eyes as just something that happened and decide 
so that you, you withhold judgment completely and so that you can look at slavery, for example, as okay because it has some sort of place in, in a greater existence. And mm-hmm. there's in a so you don't have to be, you don't, it doesn't have to involve inaction. It's not that I will sit back and let it happen because it's okay, <laughs> right. but it's a recognition that it does happen. And then you can still, so whenever you do stop slavery from happening, you're also part of the system that's just doing that. But I realize that there's a great thing about being non-judgmental and saying things just happen and we don't have to regard them as good and bad. But isn't there also some sort of a, um, isn't that sort of morally ambiguous then? Then you're not taking a position on anything? Oh, I absolutely take a position on it. But I also take a position that I, I have a right to enjoy my life. Because if well, I was no bogged down, take that. that's in the Constitution, no, even, no, I believe. No, but on the uh, on the emotional side, on the spiritual side, I choose to enjoy my life. I could be bitter. If I was bitter, it okay. wouldn't allow me to sit at a table like this. It wouldn't right. in, allow me to come into a space like this and not be uh, okay with myself and okay with other people as as human beings, and not that you're representing a bigger picture. Right. So it's that I know. I mean, I have a degree in African American studies. I understand right. the context. But what I, but I, it's important though to understand it and then still to be able to be present. Yeah, but, but there's and, two and things. But, but letting go of anger and your emotional response to something and saying, okay, let's look at this a different way, and not involve you're not being angry about it, is is one thing. But still, you still believe it's wrong, don't you? Absolutely, believe it's wrong. So therefore, it's and bad. I get angry therefore, sometimes. It's, well, it's, therefore, it's, it's bad. No, it's an emotion. Okay. It doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to be good <laughs> or bad. It just is. Math is hard. It is bad though. Enslaving people is bad, period. I, I wouldn't mind going on record you saying not, that. You should not enslave people. Right. Yes. So how can that be? How can that not be bad? Because, look, when you talk about being a choice, I mean, you look at what's happening in this country today. Well, we're so, back to this. Yes, so let's if do it. it was about good and bad, you know, somebody that if you want me to say I'll put a label on what happened, um, you know, hundreds of years ago is bad, but what's happening today is okay. It's that same type of thing. I, I wouldn't label, I mean, what's happening well, today what's, with the... What's time got to do with it? Uh, I mean, we I, we I, hopefully would learn something, but we not necessarily do. Uh, no. Apparently not. No. Apparently not here. Well, I don't know about anywhere. I mean, we just keep on repeating the same things. I mean, you look at every single... Look at this crazy thing that's going on in, in the Middle East now. Syria, the, somehow Russia is now in Syria with with weapons and just like we were in Iraq I mean this just goes on and on and on and on but what's the benefit of what's the benefit of the label of bad if you're not going to do anything about it or what's the label Aha, of bad that's the question now, if you're not going to do anything about it you got another hour to skip yeah we do <laughs> alright cool first of all I'm going to read these uh, and you, Andrew has to go and actually I, I play music I do have to go I have that's to that's sad I, right I know before we figured out the difference between good and evil I know this is tough I'll right. listen to the rest I guess okay I yeah. guess you have to listen to the podcast for yeah. to hear what, how it ends will that be yeah. your first time listening to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> the, the one and only listener no it's neither good or bad if you listen or don't listen Andrew it's, it's up to you it's not going to make a difference I'm totally going to listen this, is, this has been one of the best uh, podcasts we've done in I know. a few this weeks is, yeah this for is, sure so. this is very challenging been a pleasure, this has given us a lot to think about See you next time. Okay. Well, good luck. Have a good Bye, gig tonight. Andrews. Andrew's going to play the sold-out Civic Auditorium. Rock and roll. So he has to go do a sound check yeah. right now and play. And so this is what we're going to do right now then. So, John, can you play a little bit of guitar behind me while I read these you messages? And then maybe we'll get you to play a song and we'll come back and, and change the rest of the world. Okay. Hey, thanks so much to these people who made today's show possible. And there's plenty more of it to come. Today's show is brought to us by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or have a crazy schedule, it's pretty hard to go from talking about like the difference between good and evil and slavery being good and evil and, and talk about Petite Pet Care, isn't it? It all makes perfect sense, don't it? Does it all go together some, in some 
more cosmic way. So if you are going out of town, you're lucky devil, or you have a crazy schedule, the folks at Petite Pet Care are going to take care of your pet in his or her own home. And all you have to do to get a hold of them and give them loving care when you're not there is go to petitepetcare.com. Thanks too to Basics Swim and Gym, where you can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style, not just the ordinary stuff everybody else is wearing. You can find it at Basics Swim and Gym on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Thank you too to Hangover Destroyer. The only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. If you go to Hangover Destroyer's website, it's hdestroyer.com. And all you have to do is write happy hour in the coupon code and get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer. And you too will be able to seize the dawn. Thank you to to unlistednola.com, the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. If you know what you're looking for, you can find your perfect match before it comes on the market. It's thematch.com of real estate. It's unlistednola.com. Music by John Lisi from Delta Funk. Now thank it over, baby, tell me what you got there on your mind Now thank it over, baby, what you got there on your mind I've been looking for some answers, baby The new album is called Shut the Front Door. Shut the Front Door. We know what that means, right? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> we can say it. We can say it? What yeah. does that mean? It means, oh, well, I can't curse in front of a pretty girl. Oh, shucks. Really? My daddy only told me two things. One, you're not my son. Get the fuck out of my house. And two, never curse in front of a pretty girl. Okay. Well, they're both good pieces of advice. Well, one's not advice so much as a statement. <laughs> Where do you come from? He was originally? advising him to get the yeah. get, get, I advise you. Where are you from? Originally? I'm originally from New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. Newark, New Jersey. Wow, so you drifted in the right direction. Could you play like this when you lived in Newark, New Jersey, actually? 
I started on piano and trumpet, so you oh. know, yeah, so so took took a minute to discover the guitar. But you so. can you get more stuff in this song. I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm like, well, how far away from you? Three inches from you. I, I'm watching you play this thing. You get more stuff in that one song. A lot of guitar players would be happy if they could do one of those licks in their whole life. Oh, well, cool. You fit, like, there's three or four different things in that last song you just played. They're like, my God, what the hell are you doing? Uh, well, thanks, man. Wow. So when did you figure out you could do that? Oh, man. It figured me out. But when? Were you, like, a teenager? Or? Yeah, like, you know, uh, let's see. The typical kid, you know, grew up in the 70s listening to Zeppelin and The Who and all those kick-ass guitar bands. But you didn't pick up the guitar, you played the trumpet and the piano. Yeah, then around 70, what was it, 79 or so, it just totally hit me like a bowling ball. Like, so you were three. <laughs> I'm older than I look. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, so... so like a bowling ball, and you just picked up a guitar. You just well, thought... Yeah, it was, it was, honestly, it was the, uh, the Hendrix performance from Woodstock. Remember back in the day when there was only three stations and PBS? One yeah. night, watching PBS, the Woodstock movie was on. And I just happened to turn it on, and there's Hendrix. And I'm like, what? What? Fuck a trumpet. I'm, you know, I'm getting a guitar. And then it's been full steam ahead ever since. You know how many people saw that and probably thought the same thing and still can't play guitar? Huh. Wow. I thought wow. that, too. Didn't you think that? You guys didn't just say that? Like, Man, that looks easy. You just move your fingers up and down, and then you play like Star Spangled Banner. But there's a lot of work too, man. You, you got the guitar is bigger. All instruments, just like science and religion, it's all bigger than all of us. So you just got to chase it, keep chasing it, keep yeah, chasing it. Probably think that most people think they could learn to play the guitar if they really had to, if they had like time, you know. But I don't think anyone feels they could get a PhD in musicology or physics so much. Well, I mean, I think that most people who think that they could play the guitar can't play like John either right no, so most people so are like not good. Every, everybody can do some science and everybody can do some they can go to art museums and everybody can play a little bit of music but to could excel we, could we all understand physics if we knew what it was if yeah we even had i could explain it idea. to you could you yeah well what, go ahead okay <laughs> what is it physics is yeah. okay so physica is the greek word for like for mechanics basically it's like the study of motion originally so i was just like all right so there's uh physics and metaphysics right and we can bring philosophy back into it so metaphys- meta just means after and so uh aristotle i think it's aristotle yeah aristotelian physics aristotle wrote a book on how matter moves and then he wrote the next book and he didn't know what to call it so he called it metaphysics and that's the study of philosophy in the mind and just because he couldn't come up with another title yeah well, i mean what do you call that we call we call it philosophy now because that's, we, well we right. call it volume two now yeah Aristotle is, isn't that Steven Tyler's band <laughs> another good one see, thanks see how it all fits together you know yeah. it's together I'm, I'm here all month try the veal <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he called it metaphysics what did metaphysics. he write what did Aristotle write this on actually was it like parchment or something. His tablet. Do we know? Well, that's right. You're more of a historian. Yeah. Uh, that was tablet. Co- it was literally his tablet. His tablet. Well, the Ten Commandments it might have been tablet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's post cuneiform for sure. And yeah, we had we had papyrus. So it was on pap- papyrus. Pap- papyrus. With what would you write it with? Like a ink, a quill. Yeah, I guess. That sounds more Roman. When you think of like someone like a Roman writing with a quill, but he was Greek. Yeah, Aristotle, Aristotle was, Greek. Was, Greek. Was, was a Greek. Okay, yeah. and yeah. when is this? Um, After Jesus, two thousand BC. Jesus? No, um, way before Jesus. Two thousand BC. Yeah. After the Woodstock performance. Yeah, it's so time. Time is, time is so cyclical. A W. After Woodstock. Yeah. Do the assembly of God? What are they called? The assemblymen of God? Do they believe in um, 
in in the same basic evolution that everybody or do they not? No, they're like they're yeah, they six thousand year old Earth. Um, six thousand, so the Earth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like you know, two thousand years since Jesus and four thousand years before that. Because oh, so it's right like, there, you'd have to. Well, you're looking at numbers in, in the Old Testament, and so you're like tracing the the families that came from Adam and Eve, and so they're like that type of history only goes back six thousand years ago, and so then they think that God created. Earth okay, so I mean, I like I left. We left that church in my early teens, and so that's what you, I remember from being a kid. So, your parents it. moved on to some other church as well. They kind of re- reverted back to Catholicism. Scientology. Yeah. My mom's from Ville Platte, so made that field Platte. Yeah, so she uh, she grew up like Catholic, and <laughs> so they, she goes back to like uh, she goes to a Catholic church. So they gave up the speaking in tongues and stuff as well. I don't know that they, yeah. I mean, I don't think they were speaking tongues, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Pentecost, where the Pentecostals. Isn't that where Slap Your Mama spices come from? That's right. They oh, come from Ville Platte. Yeah, that's right. right. And, the best, and yeah. the best sausage. Uh, what is the Ville Platte? Home of smoked meat, I think. Yeah. I think it's the yeah. world capital yeah. of smoked meat. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That would be a good place for the Smoke Meat Museum, Rodell. There it is. There's got to be a If it's not already there. We have more museums ah. per capita in the U.S. than any place, so it, it may already be there. I'll have to look it up. There's, Check it out. There's is a there cultural a fact about the U.S., mm-hmm. right? Did we have more museums per capita. Okay. Um, so physics is the, the... The museums are just... They're, the, they're the, like the mom-and-pop shops that smell smoked meat. But that's, <laughs> right. that's the museum. It's, it, it's Stop at the gift shop and get some smoked meat. And get the take home kit. So Aristotle was... How old was he, would you think? In his 20s or something when he wrote this? No, he's probably... I mean, like the, all the images of him are as an elderly man. So they just continued to... They were right. just thinkers. All right. So, what, yeah, what physics is, is just the study of everything, right? So it's like... All right, so you have biology as a study of life and chemistry as a study of smaller things of chemicals. And then if you go even smaller to individual atoms, so then you remember from high school, like protons, neutrons, electrons, then that's where physics kind of, that's in one way, that's where physics starts. It's the study of an individual atom. But then we also have astrophysics. Now we're the study of stars. But does, did, did Aristotle know there were atoms? Yeah, well, atom is a Greek word. So A means not and tome means to cut. So it's a thing that couldn't be cut in two. So we knew there was that. Did he just suppose that? Or well, did so, he, I mean, so at he the time, have seen an atom. Well, no, no, yeah. And so this is. I mean, this is like, so this is before science and philosophy were really split. It was all the same things. The natural sciences, and so it was the same people who were, you know, guessing what what the Earth might like, what the reality might be like, and then doing experiments. In some sense, they didn't really have the scientific method yet. So um, yeah, they, there were some people who assumed that there was some smallest you know, a discrete particle. And then there were other people who thought everything was continuous. And then, so now we look back and we're like, oh, they already knew that. But there were, there were contentious um, thought-like theories. Well, there are still differences of opinion about matter and so on, right? There's still schools There's, of physics. I mean, yeah, there, yeah. We, we don't we, know we, everything. No. And well, that's what science isn't really about, um, saying how the universe is. We're just creating models that match it pretty closely. We're reducing error, which is not a very sexy way to talk about it. But once you realize that, then you can kind of take a step back. Like, all right, science doesn't produce all of the answers about the world. What it's doing is trying to help us understand a way that the world might work. And as long as the science matches the way the world works, we can agree with the science. But as soon as it deviates, then we can say, okay, well, we we need a better theory um, because it doesn't work. But science doesn't explain at all. There's no place in science. Is there for what you would call the soul or God or whatever? Rodel, do you know? Where's that fit in? No place in science. I mean, I, I won't speak for the science, but I mean, it, I think it, it is everywhere. It's, it's actually something that's within us. 
and I know that my my lifelong passion and my lifelong interest has been in uh, spirituality. Um, so I feel like I I pursued a degree in a practical profession. Um, but I'm really into not so much, but thinking about things. I'm just very curious. So it's always there in anything you do. So which is why, in a, in the museum field, I'm you know I'm not a practicing museum professional anymore. I'm not a curator in a museum like I started out. I am a researcher. I'm curious about the whole picture, and, and I'm interested in. And it's practice, just like you were talking. You know, he's talking about how science. You're looking for things. Museology is really applying that same type of practice. But if you even look at the medical field, you know, medical doctors practice medicine. So it's really all about discovery. It's continual discovery. The idea about capping the discovery is where there's a problem when you're, you know, when you know everything. I'm, I've been in the museum field over 20 years. I don't know everything and I don't nearly know everything. I don't want to know everything about museums. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, that's just a pile of information. I'm curious about what I'm doing when I'm doing it. Um, and I'm interested if something else comes across my mind, and I'm curious about that. But I have no interest in capping what I know, and that's really it's continual discovery. Religion, physics, music. You know, if you capture music in 2015 and just kept playing the same songs, you know, you wouldn't be curious about creating something different for, for, the, for the next year, the next show. You said that earlier. You said that it's bigger than all of us, right? And we're just kind of tapping into it. Yep. That's mm-hmm. it. Exact same thing. Bada boom, bada bing. Okay, but scientifically, there is no place. There is no place okay, you can so, touch. So that's I mean, a well, spiritual dimension. Not that, to say that. Or, oh, so science or is that something we're going to find out? Science isn't going. It's not. It's in the same way. I don't think that science will ever explain everything in the same way that nothing will. But if you look at like what is alchemy, right? Alchemy was like trying to turn lead into gold. Oh, I thought that was going to be. I thought you would have a band reference to that, John. I was totally. I was, <laughs> couldn't I, think I, of one. I was on the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was on the way. But, You'll but, come up with one. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah. wait for it. And, but alchemy was the study of anything chemical, right. and then chemistry came out of that. And what chemistry is, is like the alchemical means that actually held up to the scientific method. So who's to say that what we call spirituality or the arcane arts right now won't still produce things that we don't understand yet? We won't have tests for you know, what it means for, you know, us to share ideas that we can actually, like, use the scientific method to test that. But, you know, when, when Aristotle came up with this idea of atoms, he had never seen an atom. He would just suppose that this is how things were going to be. And now we have a lot of people like you theorizing about, where, you know, God and where God exists and this spiritual thing that we can't see. Mm-hmm. Don't you think science could find that? science can't find it because when you say we're theorizing about it I don't theorize about God I believe in God I know where God is I know where God exists so I found it so I don't need science to find it for me and if you want science to find it for you you're looking for a collective idea of something that then you then put on somebody else so it doesn't you don't get to have the individual experience if we're individual unique beings then we need to have some individual unique experience outside of somebody putting a title, putting a label, putting a definition on who we are, who we be, what we do, what we like, what we don't like. You know, we're so, we're, we're conditioned as a culture to do that, mm-hmm. you know, to like things because other people like things. Well, it helps we, you, you know, categorize other people in the world. Is that you know? good? Though? I mean, that's, that's Well, is that like, good? I don't think it is probably. No, probably it would be great if we could all be totally non-judgmental and there was no good or bad and everything just was. But it's pretty hard to imagine. Is there any place like that? Is there even a, like Whoa. a utopian in your head? <laughs> <laughs> Riddell points to her head. Is there even a utopian commune somewhere that 
Do we? I don't think. In India? I mean, like, so no, like the idea in Buddhism is that once one person reaches in, everybody does because there is only one person. And so, since you and I are not there yet, then the world isn't. So there so is no. As soon place. as somebody gets somewhere Fully spiritually enlightened, I just got there. I just got there. I said, "John's it." All right, cool. You all say it. You all say it. Just as it predicted in the Bible. Yay! Drink up, everybody. You know what? That's happy hour for another week. Oh man. What a great way to win, just when you got enlightened as well. How do you like that shit? So if that would have sent me, that means none of us have to worry about anything anymore. Cause yeah. 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 Because yeah. John too. Yeah. That's right. John, Lisi, and Delta Funk saved the world. That's it. The Church Holy of Delta crap. Funk. Dude, there thank you so much. Hey, man, it's, a, it's the least I could do. We yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. Does that mean we don't have to go to work tomorrow now? We'll do no. Anything you we're check with John. Yeah. No. It's up. We're you're off. Cool. He's check your bank account. You just, you just got $7 million <laughs> in it right now. I just, I just this made This is great. Hey, you guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank I, you. I feel thank a lot you. better than I did when I sat down here. Yeah. Dude, you're awesome, man. Yeah, I'm enlightened. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> God, this is great. Riddell Hearn, thank you so much for being thank here you. again. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Yay, happy Maybe birthday. we'll see happy you back birthday. here on your 53rd. Maybe, yeah. If we have to all stay alive, that means... It's up the to John. The pressure's on. The yeah. pressure's on. Okay, John, yeah. can you keep us alive by staying enlightened? Don't fuck up and start drinking. Now. Oh, it's too late. <laughs> is That's that what's keeping you all alive. My, <laughs> my drinking okay, is keeping you all alive. Rick Montgomery as well joined us today. Thank you so much <laughs> for being here. Andrew yeah, Duhon sure. was here. You can check out uh, these guys. That we have links to all their stuff on our website. It's neworleans.com. That's happy hour. The show today was produced by Graham DePonte, our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director. And our theme song was written by and is being played by Mitch Foreman. Oh, well, you can play it, John. Would you rather just... Yeah, we'll start over. Oh, here's Mitch now. You play along. If you're enlightened and you'd like to join our show, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's NewOrleans.com, where you can also check out many other happy hours to listen to, as well as some other shows we make here at INO Broadcasting. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, true to the game with the fabulous Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada, Louisiana Eats, with the inestimable Poppy Tucker, Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu, and the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans, Unlisted, and all is on there as well. You can keep up, us up, keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. Those photos are taken today by Alison Moon, who's off to France. Alison, bon voyage from all of us. We'll see you back here in one month. If you listen to this show on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app, that you prefer. Thanks for subscribing to us. Stop what you're doing right now and take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. That would be very nice if you would do that. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass and they have an awesome brunch here on Saturday and Sunday. Happy Hours, a production of ILO Broadcasting for itsnewwellness.com for Andrew Duhon, Graham DuPonte, everybody around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at INO Broadcasting. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour.